Hello and welcome to Out on Her Fanny. A podcast about the nanny. I'm Ben. I'm Mandy. And listen to how crisp we sound. Yeah, new... Listen. We're kind of cursing this or something is going to go wrong with this audio. Almost immediately this file is going to be haunted with screaming ghosts. (laughs) I'll play it back and I'll just hear... I mean, I will now because I, I did it yeah, into the you, microphone. You did, you did it. We can see the wavelength. But yes, we have a new. Uh, I mean, it's the same as our old mic, but the old mic was broken, so now yeah. we have a replacement mic. Yeah, it's good. It's nice. It's uh, it's the same make and model. It's just going through a goth phase. Because that's what people who listen to a, a podcast about the nanny really crave is good audio quality. It's important. Well, at the very least, we need to meet or exceed the quality of the show itself in terms of audio i mean i feel like i feel like my little snowball had got that got that covered i don't know i had to do the edits when i dropped in that nanny audio from the show it sounded pretty much I the thought same you, i thought you didn't edit the last episode well let let it be known that i am uh, a liar i'm the queen of lies the queen of lies. I sit upon my throne of deceit and I lie and I lie. It's a very sweaty throne. Lie. It's so sweaty. There's an unfortunate kind of stain in the middle from just where like butt sweat has accumulated. Yeah. It we, looks worse than it is. We have very bad air conditioning. We are in Los Angeles in uh, the very middle of summer. Yeah. It is very hot. We oh are both God. recording this in our underwear. And I know that sounds sexy. It's, it's not. not. Nothing about this is in any way sexual. I will. I would actually like to share a fun memory from when we moved in. Because we've lived in this apartment now for a full calendar year. We have. Yeah. Something worth celebrating, I think. And one of the first memories of this apartment is the first night we stayed here which was the night before we assembled the bed so i assembled the bed the next day so we slept on our old mattress mm-hmm. on the floor yes and we turned the ac unit on which on paper that's a smart play that's a sensible thing to do in la in the summer new apartment you want to stay cool you want to be refreshed what you don't want to do is put it on energy saver mode because what it does, Mandy, what does it do on energy saver mode? It turns off for a while and then it turns back on, which I mean is fine. It saves yeah. energy. Uh, but when it is a very loud uh, AC unit, it just means that suddenly it will just start screaming it's, at you. Yeah. So, so you get woken up like every 30 minutes by. And you're able to tune it out and you go back to sleep and then it tur- and then it uh, gradually fades away. That's great. And then it turns back on yeah. again. And the weird thing is the AC in the bedroom is louder than the one in the living room. Yeah. The living room AC is so loud. Now, we don't use power saver on the, in the bedroom anymore unless we're like tidying the room or any. Now, this is what people come to a nanny podcast for. Yes. AC com. Now, what is the make and model of our air con- bedroom air conditioning unit, Mandy? Bad. It's bad. It's it's a uh, it is a Frigidaire bad. You can purchase one at the Amazons or some other place that won't send a dick into space. That's another thing that happened this week. Yeah. yeah. Je- Jeffred Bezos shot his penis into the sky. So in college, I did a... Uh, a dick? We, we had to profile... We had to profile a CEO. I did Jeff Bezos. Yes. But whenever... Uh, part of it was also was like... Uh, I had a lot of teachers who were like, we want you to learn multiple things at a time uh, by like combining stuff, which just basically meant, fuck you, this is going to be way more difficult than it needs to. So I had a profile, but I also had to put together a video and do it as a video presentation and then just sit there as the video of me playing played. So with the Jeff Bezos video, whenever I would need a clip of Jeff Bezos, I would use... Lex Luthor from... (laughs) I was going to ask if the video was like a call and response, like interactive thing, like John Hammond in Jurassic Park doing the Hello John thing. It was, it was just a regular thing where I would pull, I would pull quotes from uh, Jeff Bezos of like, oh yeah, and here's how you get a sense of his marketing style. And it's him and Young Justice talking to the Superman clone of like, you are also a clone of me. (laughs) Like, nope, wait, no, that was Lex Luthor again. But I'm really regretting that I didn't do Dr. Evil. Jeffrey Bezos really likes to investigate the competition. Well, now I can discover who the Flash is. I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> also, um, when you were talking about the AC and the one year thing, that was not the story that I thought you were going to share. Oh, what story did you think I was going I to share? Is it podcast appropriate? 
Uh, it's the one about when we were moving and because uh, we were using your mattress because I was sleeping on a twin. So obviously your mattress was the better mattress. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had decided, oh, well, it's a th- like I haven't flipped my mattress in a while. It's oh, God. a thing yeah. that you should that I've heard that people should do is to flip the mattress. Flip the mattress. <laughs> and we had been sleeping on it for a week. It's like, man, this mattress is awful. This is the worst mattress and then i was talking a bit about it you mentioned flipping it but like is your mattress the type that <laughs> is double-sided that I, needs to get flipped i didn't know that there was such a thing as a single side we mattress. were just sleeping on springs i didn't know i thought you just flip a mattress and it's just flippable like pogs some of them are if they're like expensive i thought all of them are no i flipped every mattress Every six... Do we flip that mattress? No. No? Okay. Well, now I've learned that, and I can flip it back tomorrow. Yeah, if anything, what we might want to do is reverse it. Be- or like Give it the Missy Elliott treatment, gotcha. Yes. Uh, just because since like our sizes are so very different, where we want to make sure that you're e- evenly mm. like kicking in both sides. This is... No, I I do talk about my parents on this this show, and I apologize for that. But I I am glad that when both of them died in their sleep, they were not on their bed at the time, because that results in a grim mattress. Instead, all that happened was, and this is true, my mum's toilet was removed from the house. They removed the toilet? Well, initially they just removed the seat. When I went to look at the house, the seat was gone. Was it evidence of a I, crime? Listen, I don't. I didn't see the body. It's possible it was not removable. I don't know. I don't know. My dad's chair was removed. Gone. That's fine. That seems pretty uneven. That they only removed like the seat uh, yeah. from the toilet, but they mo- removed the entire chair. Well, what what would you take of the chair? The cushion. It wasn't the type of chair that had a cushion, Amanda. What type of chair was he in? Wicker. I don't know. It was just... I just remember being like a very boring chair. This is a boring conversation. Why was he hanging out in a wicker chair to die? That's not a chair I'd pick to die in. I don't think he thought, "Mm, do I want to die in this chair when he sat down? You don't know. I think he thought, "Mm, I'm going to go on Facebook and watch that New Zealand Hobbit video that they put in a New Zealand Airlines. That was the last thing he shared on Facebook. And then he died. There's a comment... On the, someone left under the video going, I hope this is where you went, my friend. It's like, oh, wow. You can this s- is new information to me. Every week. You don't get this from other nanny podcast, folks. You don't get more details about how one of the co-host's parents it's died. It's like one of those magazine collections that are very common in the with the with the Ben Padden's Dead Parents Masterwork Collection. Every two weeks, you will receive a new exclusive magazine filled with exclusive facts about the death of Benjamin's parents. That will make you go, oh, oh. Each 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 issue comes with a plastic piece so you can build one of Ben's dead parents. <laughs> Very common in the UK. That and DVD files where you would like each issue gave you a DVD with an episode of a show like the you know that um that that X-Files meme where it's the DVD collection and someone's reshuffled it so it says sex life. <laughs> That's what that was in the UK. It was a magazine where every two weeks you they, got an episode of the Sim- I know they the X-Files. They've done that in Japan with Lupin the 3rd. Yeah. Like there was a thing where they were going. And I think they I believe they've done it in Italy as well because I saw like one of them in a Kinokuniya of the the magazine thing that mm. would just have a couple episodes and like they're releasing like from Green Jacket. That's pretty cool. But it is, hey, do you want to spend thousands of dollars? I think the closest things to that in the US, I know that they have the, they have a Star Trek, like, Ships of the Line uh, magazine, where each one comes with a little, uh, like, a statue of a starship. Mm -hmm. And Doctor Who in the UK has a couple of part works. They have, they had a DVD files thing, which had an episode of the show on DVD. Uh, they have a figurine collection. Where and you I feel figurine. like I remember that as a kid, uh, mm. there, you get like a little toy and it was like a mini DVD. It'd be like itty bitty. Yeah. And I don't know how that's supposed to play. The one that I was the most fascinated, because I remember as a kid, there was there was one that was like, the human body and you build a human see-through sea bones and organs. Oh, I don't want this because I, I don't hate myself. But the one that I was excited about 
And it came with a binder. Like, if you subscribed, they would mail you a binder. And I subscribed. And it was a collection of scary stories. I was very into Goosebumps at the time. And I believe the magazine was called Spine Tinglers. And all of the spooky stories were just urban legends. Like, Hook Hand, Car Hand Door was like, issue one. I'm not kidding. (laughs) It is such a good thing that you were not an anime fan in the early to mid-2000s. In Italy. (laughs) No, in a, in America, because the way that they did it in America, because they were trying to mimic style in Japan, of you would pay uh, $30, $40 for three to four episodes on uh, a DVD. But volume one, they would have a special edition. And what the special edition would be, would be an empty box that you could put the other ones in. So you spend $60 for the opportunity to pay uh, $40 every six to eight months, assuming that they didn't go out of business or decide to stop <laughs> making it the rest of the way through, because that happened many times. With, with And I realize we're running along with this open, but I give neither shit nor fuck. You will listen. We will enjoy the sound quality of this crushed microphone, you piece of shit. That was too aggressive, and I apologize. With the Doctor Who DVD files... They started it, like, near the end of David Tennant's time on the show. And then, obviously, Stephen Moffat takes over, changes the logo and everything. But the, the, with the magazine, they're working on having the big Doctor Who, like, taxi cab oh, no! logo on the side. So they ended up just not changing the logo for the DVD files. And it just kept that, the, the, the Russell T. Davies era taxi cab logo at the top. That was the only product that was still using that logo, like years into Stephen Moffat's run on the oh, show. Oh, no. Anyway, this has been Unnecessary uh, Doctor Who Facts with yeah, what your host, actually... Benjamin. No, what are, what do we do on this show? Uh, we t- I, need, I clearly need to be reminded. <laughs> we typically talk about a show called The Nanny. Because oh. we have, uh, well, that's why we were watching an episode of The Nanny before Oh, that's, this. W- that's what we were watching. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought that was the news. Yeah. Do you know which episode we watched? We watched season one. Episode 16, Schlepped Away. Schlepped Away. I remembered that from memory, you Amanda. You did. You I can't remember. I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning and I can remember that. It's a croissant. You had a croissant. You had two croissants. You weren't even here when you know this. That's actually amazing. <laughs> so I was eating the other two when you got home. Yes. We had a box of four and I destroyed them all today. I decided to show you that you had a box that had contained croissants and you were just eating the last one. And I had many questions. Because when I left this morning, there were zero croissants. I mean, in fairness, there were also zero croissants when you got home. Um, Now, if memory serves this on HBO Max, this is another daily double situation. This is also... A double check. Yes. Boom, boom, bang, bang. Yeah. Wait, that's not the sound. Let's play the actual sound. Okay, cool. Yeah, boom, bang, da, bang, bang. No, that's not the sound. Let's play the actual sound. Boom, bang, da, bang, bang. Bang, bang. All right, well, I guess that's on your Daily <laughs> Double sound now. Sorry, Jeopardy. Sorry, um, Sony Corporation, whose sound effect we've been using illegally for the last 16 episodes. Now it's that sound. I hope you're yeah. happy with yourself. I mean, Amanda. I think also all of the nanny things that we're using are also illegal Sony sounds that we are using. In, I think well, I think we get away with that because it's fair use. We are critiquing the show. It's all the other shit that I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's questionable. Anyway, let's uh, discuss season one, episode 16 of The Nanny, Schlepped Away. It was a dark morning when Fran Fine was sitting eating breakfast with Chester Meffield and his son. I'm just going to keep calling him Chester Meffield from this point forward. You can't call him Chester Meffield. I'm going to call him Chester Meffield. I can and will. Chester Meffield is having breakfast with his family. Uh, Fran Fine as the nanny. Uh, Fran Drescher as Fran Fine as the nanny uh, is there also. And she very subtly says, Hey, it's got a fucking vacation. Because the vacation is showing, showing a, and it's clearly, you can see, because the magazine is folded over and you see tan. So I assume that it is a Cosmo magazine. Uh, she's just like showing a lot of pictures. Like, here's a, what, what's the other, is it Neapolitan? No. <laughs> Although if there was a Neapolitan magazine, I'd buy the shit out of it. <laughs> we would have every subscription. Different Three flavors of ice cream every episode. Uh, no, this is very clear. Could... No, I want it to be a magazine that just three, any three things. Any, it's just, just wild. Any... They have like three different editorial this, departments. In, in, in this fortnight's issue, horses. 
upholstery and depression. Those are the same thing. From a certain point of view. If you're making your chairs right. (laughs) I don't want a horse couch. Did I ask you? No, you did not. You were just delighted when I was making us a new couch. Three different things. Refrigerators, Ennui, and Taylor Swift's second album in full. Benjamin, you have just showed the where, the feelings, and the what I'm doing. Okay. Like standing with the fridge door open, feeling Ennui, listening to Taylor Swift. So, Fran's trying to get (laughs) everyone on board re this uh this vacation idea and to her surprise uh maxwell is actually uh pretty immediately on board you know actually this does look very inviting mm-hmm. i suppose we could all do with a break the kids bring up i guess they have a club on an island somewhere i don't know if it was an island or a cruise or some manner of bullshit some manner of expensive things yeah. because these are rich people and to friend's surprise uh maxwell is also very gung-ho about bringing her along now he's bringing her along for her to work oh, it's, a, it's a working vacation yeah it is weird though that she's like hey come we should go on vacation look at this photo that's clearly the nanny and then after he says yeah you know what Let, let's take the kids on vacation she's like well i guess i'm very clearly not going and then he's like actually you will need to look after the kids so you are going she suggested it, and she also planned... Like, why is she surprised that she's not going? That's Honestly, the only bit of the episode that didn't work for me. No. It was just this weird... It feels like the, the, the dialogue exchange where she opens with, we should go on vacation and I should come too because I'm the nanny, then immediately followed with Fran going, well, I'm clearly not going. I'm actually going, well, yeah. actually you are. I feel like... It feels like was... two different drafts of the script that have been kind of glued together. I feel like it's something where she was so in the process of like, oh, I need to convince them to do this. And it's, they're already like going with it, but yeah. she's still in that earlier process of like, okay, first I got to convince them to go. And then I got to guilt them into taking me along where she's like still in that mindset of like, no, we already planned, like, we're good with the plan, yeah. though. Fran asks Niles if he's going to be along, too, but he is very gung-ho about having everyone leave the goddamn house. Yes. What about Niles, though? Don't you want a little peace and quiet? Desperately. How soon can you all pack? <laughs> I think your appraisal of, of Fran's motivations is kind of the Watsonian read. I think it's just... They rewrote the script and didn't take into didn't they didn't yeah. finish rewriting the scene. Um, I think that they had two jokes and didn't necessarily fit the jokes yeah. in. Uh, Fran has some great tips about going on vacation that are absolutely useless to people with the level of financial security that uh, that Chester Mayfield and his kids have. He he ha ha hoo hoo cut to the opening titles. Mm-hmm. Cece finds out that they're going to go on vacation. She tries to invite herself. Does not work this time. Yeah, she's like, hey, I'm going to come too. And, and Chester Mayfield says, fuck the fuck off. Well, specifically, he says like, oh no, I have to spend time with my family. Yeah. And so that means we can't do work things. But also you brought your nanny with oh, yeah, you. Fran, so I think you're not doing family things. Fran picks that moment to walk into the room. And she calls it the honeymoon. <laughs> now... Is that a kind of hee-hee-ha-ha-hoo-hoo? Is it a Freudian slip? Because I think following from the previous episode, there's I think there's a couple of different reads. Either she's just teasing Cece, or it's a Freudian slip. I feel like she oh. is kind of like actively teasing Cece yeah. and kind of pretending that it's a Freudian slip. It is somewhat interesting that we're at this point where they're kind of address mm. a kind of a flirtation thing. They're starting with that flirtation. But part of that flirtation is just Fran trying to bother Cece. So it's not even active like, oh, I like and I'm going to flirt at this person. It's like, I'm going to look like I'm flirting at this person to piss Cece off. It's women against women, which as we all know, is exactly how things should be. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss baby. Uh, hello, I'm the gaslight gatekeep girl boss baby. And I'm here to gaga goo goo gatekeep is that, gaga is, girl boss. Was that the boss baby sequel? That's boss baby too. Because I know they have a girl, bo- they have a yeah. girl boss baby. <laughs> girl boss baby, gatekeep baby, <laughs> gaslight baby. Oh, Gaslight Baby is a trip. Because Gaslight Baby is, I don't have object permanence, and I'm convincing you that actually you don't exist. (laughs) When I look away, no, you don't exist. You don't have object permanence. (laughs) 
okay, baby, I brought you some milk. I didn't ask for milk. You're going crazy. I never brought. I never, I've never mentioned milk in my life. What I said was, and you can quote me on this. Ah! Does that sound like I wanted milk, Julian? I don't know why this person's name is Julian. The only time I've seen Boss Baby was when we were at the Korean chicken place and it was just on the TV. Oh, I like, I rung in New Year's one year with Boss Baby. I remember you telling me that was you and Alec Baldwin. A very small Alec Baldwin. What are we fucking talking about? We've been recording for 24 minutes and change. Yeah. And we're like five minutes. We're just, we're just having a good time. It's hot. We've got a new microphone. It's a yes. good time. A friend shows off. She has purchased She's a, an itty bitty bikini. The joke is that it's for Maggie? Gracie. Gracie. That's still weird. That's I mean, weird. It's, the joke is that it's so tiny that uh, Maxwell assumes for, yeah. that it is a child's bikini. But actually, Fran's just gonna thought it up on the beach. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very, it's a it's very thoughty very bikini. Small. It is like a like I, I guess in the nineties, like micro bikinis were like a thing. But this is like this is like she in micro bikini. This uh, is a microscope not... <laughs> bikini. <laughs> it is uh, made to be worn on Instagram and not made to exist. Uh, in the realm of yeah, real titties. You are not wear you're not moving while you're wearing this thing because everything other people's things will pop out. That's how <laughs> small this thing Anyway, so um we we see a little bit more of Niles being catty with Cece and Cece is not yet I wanna stress this because this is again, we're still in I would say phase two of that four phase Cece Niles journey. Phase two is Niles is constantly making fun of her, but she's not giving back. But you can see Lauren Lane, who plays Cece, she's starting to like physically react to the things like there's the when Niles has like the last joke of the scene and it's at her expense you see her like scrunch her face up and like pull back with her her bag or a folder or whatever as if to hit him and I know because we watched some of the the DVD stuff I know that she had said that she was getting frustrated or she reached I don't think we're there yet but um she'd reached a point of frustration where they were writing all of these jabs at Niles and weren't giving her anything to say in response Mm -hmm. and I feel like this is the point where she starts to act out that frustration by having her like physically react. Like, yeah, and and that's fascinating to watch because if it, now we're at, we're nearing, I feel like we're nearing the end of that second phase of their relationship. Yeah, and then we'll finally get to like the optimal point of them bickering at each other, and it's kind of a more equal. It's kind of a more equal playing field. Yeah, phase three is the, is the full back and forth, and phase four is they fuck. Yeah, that but on purpose. Rest. Not out of boredom. So Cece does say that she is going to also take a trip. She, I guess, has some sort of relationship with a senator and is going to go bother a senator. We don't know who the senator is. And it's not something to think about. I'm like, it's going to be bad. It's going to be a senator that doesn't want me to have rights. (laughs) You know it's a senator that does not want us to have rights. I'm not sure Cece wants us to have rights. I'm sure the actress definitely does. Yeah. Cece is just kind of indiscriminately apathetic about people who are not her. Or Chester Meffield's penis. (laughs) Not Chester Meffield, just just Pingus. Just just Pingus, yeah. Chester Meffield Pingus. But yes, Niles offers to drive them all to the airport because he so desperately needs to mark his territory in the house. Just just fuck. Just piss on everything. I was going to say fuck, just like invite over his lady friends and just bone down in every room, but maybe piss. And being the butler, he I gets mean, to turn maybe, it up I mean, maybe he is having an orgy, and I, I believe it would be an all-gender orgy. Yeah. I do not limit Niles in any way. I'm going to say Niles is probably piss- pansexual. Yeah, but a piss play could be a, a part of it. Pansexual piss play. He's, he's found that, like, oh, actually, it is the, the, the best way to polish the floors, mm. but I can't let anybody know that this is how I polish the floors. Yes. He hasn't had to buy Windex since 1984. He just pees on everything. Um, but it's very snowy. The snow is so bad. And they're on the freeway. Fran is complaining about how, well, if we take the freeway, we won't get there on time. I went to a concert. We did there. There's some fun jokes there about, is it Liza? Liza Minnelli? It's someone. But she says, well, we'll take a shortcut. And then it fades to them still in the car but Fran is giving them directions but she can't make out any of the landmarks yeah I think they show like them driving past kind of the same uh, bit of footage that they have 
And like, oh, they're just going around in circles. And Fran is saying, like, well, I don't, I don't know where my landmarks are because the snow is so bad. So the interesting thing about this footage of the 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 limo driving on the streets with the snow, the snow falling is very clearly that's been added in post, very very clearly. Um, there's a part of me that thinks that some of the snow on the street has been kind of painted in or comped in, but I feel like that would be far too expensive for them to do with with moving footage. They definitely paint in more snow when the limo is parked. And I want to talk about that later, because you're that's... the only one who wants to talk about. Oh, here's just the little like setting bit of B-roll that they use. Yeah, here are the establishing. You shows. and I don't remember what it was, but you paused it and made me watch it like three times because the end of the B-roll it jumps a little bit. Yeah, the establishing shot after the opening titles does this little jittery thing, and I saw it, and you didn't, and you freaked out and I, I didn't know what you were for like i thought someone died in the b-roll you freaked out <laughs> to that point it's like the wizard of Oz. so i was there. like what am i watching and then you do it again yeah. and you see and be like i didn't see anything and they're like i'm it, like because it goes boink and you're like i didn't see that it goes boink i mean i saw it like but it i jumps didn't a full I, foot. I didn't think it was worth pausing and rewinding I for i care about the production values on this show and they're they bad. don't yeah that's the problem um <laughs> so Fran doesn't recognize any of the landmarks. She said, well, I don't know if I don't, I can't get us there if I don't know where we are. I know. We'll go to my mother's house. I know how to get anywhere from my mother's house. So that's where they end up going. <laughs> Which I mean, I am also very similar when it comes to my directional things of, I have definitely, if I'm trying to go two ways, I mean, obviously it's much easier because I can just use the, the Google map of like, my phone is dead or something's weird. I like, I, I mean, I guess it like, Typically, I was like, okay, well, I know I know this landmark, and I know how to get to these two spaces. So there's probably a direct route. If I can just get that in-between way, I yeah. know which way I'm going. Yeah, uh, so they get to Fran's mother's house. Cece needs to pee. A few other people need to pee. Uh, and while they're there, uh, Fran's mother says, oh, it's the worst blizzard in 30 years. They've closed all the bridges. They've closed the airport. And then she locks them in the house. Like, like a kidnapper, like a serial killer, like a... It's very kind of turning, like looking out this corner of her eye and slowly turning. It's a horror movie. That's not. That's not at all what happens. It's exactly what happens. It's not what, what happens. What, what happens? She tells them yeah. that they're kind of stuck there because of the blizzard. Yeah. They go, oh no, to Cece it's a horror movie because Cece comes out of the bathroom and was like, okay, yeah. let's go. And they wait to tell, or very excited to tell Cece, oh, hey, we're all stranded here. <laughs> tell me he's joking. <laughs> it won't be so bad. Ma's gonna boil a tongue. <laughs> to her, it's a horror. To everyone else, yeah. it's like, oh, that's a bummer. Guess we're staying at this place. It's, it's just the way that the mother, like, slowly turns the locks. I don't is... even remember her, like, turning the locks. I do, because she's got, like, seven locks, and there's, like, a click. 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 And at the tempo and the body language was very you horror make movie. It see, I did not get any horror movie vibes from this. Well, it's I, I can understand you missing it. You also missed the the establishing shot, leaping a full foot off the television screen. That's fine. It jittered a little bit. <laughs> anyway, uh, Fran's mother is holding everyone hostage, but they seem to be pretty cool about it, except for CZ who uh, is upset that she doesn't get to bone down with an unnamed senator. So from there, uh, the rest of this episode is just going to be at Fran's mother's house. Yeah. Uh, and they're all getting used to seeing how the other half lives. When they first arrive, Brighton is like, oh, I also need to pee. Where's your other bathroom? And Fran's like, oh, it's in the luncheonette on the corner, but they make you order something. I recommend the grilled cheese. <laughs> if someone needs another bathroom in our place, if it's number one, you can use the bathtub, I guess. Yeah, there's not really... And you have to be okay with another person being in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. My childhood home where we grew up had a downstairs toilet. Um, just the toilet and a sink. And it was the space that would traditionally have been the cupboard under the stairs. Ha Harry Potter's bedroom. That's where we would piss. We made a rule about shitting. And the rule was don't. <laughs> <laughs> But we would piss in the downstairs toilet. Now, as... now did you ad adhere to that rule? Uh, for the most, if it was just me, I didn't give a shit. I mean, I did give a shit. I would shit downstairs. <laughs> um, but if there are other people in the house, I tried to be considerate. My mum didn't need to be considerate because she could not go up and down the stairs with ease. So she can do what she wants. She's got Kate Blanchett to do whatever she wants in her home. This was in your childhood home, so you moved since then. 
Otherwise, I was going to ask a very bad question. If your mother die on the upstairs toilet or downstairs toilet? No, no, this is, she moved. This is the childhood home. So she, she moved and she died on the upstairs toilet. So they try their best to make the best out of the shitty situation. Yeah, uh, Fran's mother is trying to be accommodating. She's like, oh, I have tongue. Um, people are less enthused about the fact that she is making everyone tongue. Gracie's all in on the tongue. Yeah, the Gracie is all about that tongue. It's like you and Scrapple. She's <laughs> all about it. The Scrapple's good. I mean, I didn't like I it. I mean, there's probably tongue in Scrapple. There's a lot of shit in Scrapple. <laughs> there's probably also a lot of shit in Scrapple. Yeah. It's just whatever's left. Yeah. They boil the head. Yeah. Right, so they're watching... I know they watch some Wheel of Fortune. They watch Wheel of Fortune. They watch some Gilligan's Island. I, I found the mention of Gilligan's Island very fascinating because Gilligan's Island is what I think of as one of those older American sitcoms that I don't think that any pulls from Gilligan's Island, but that's the kind of sitcom that I think of when I think about old American sitcoms like The Dick Van Dyke Show, like... I love Lucy, you know, the type of thing that the nanny has been I mean, from. this this particular episode, like, this isn't even the first reference that they make to it. They mm. When uh, Fran pulls out the itty-bitty bikini, she makes the villain's island reference and says that she wants to be the ginger. Yeah. I feel like this specific episode, they are doing their New York version of Gilligan's Island, yeah. where instead of like, oh, we would love to get trapped on a tropical island, instead we're getting trapped in the middle of a blizzard in, yeah. in an apartment in Flushing, Queens. I hadn't thought about that take before. But also, I haven't seen Gil- I've never seen Gilligan's Island. I've only, like, seen bits of it on Nick at Night. Yeah. People will say, like, oh, yeah, watching The Nanny on Nick at Night, um, if someone is, like, my age or younger. Um, I didn't watch it on Nick at Night. I mean, it wasn't until, like, I was older that it was even on there. Yeah. For me, Nick at Night was more of, like, Brady Bunch, Gilligan's Island sort of stuff. The stuff that Angelica was watching in Rugrats, in her little TV in the doghouse. Sure. Yeah, you never use... <laughs> Rugrats, it's fine. Rugrats before your time. Rugrats was absolutely my time. Rugrats started in 1989. It started late? I thought it started earlier. Or later. It... Came back later. It had like three seasons and then stopped for a few years and then they started making more again. For seemingly no reason. I'm sure there's a history there. No, Rugrats was 1991. Oh, I don't know why I thought it was 89. No, and you're doing like a weird family guy thing. Because it was also, Rugrats was like the most popular show on Nickelodeon until Spongebob. But there was also a gap in production. Like they produced it for a couple of years. They took a little break. They came back in like 95 and made more. Because I remember it being a big deal when they suddenly started making more episodes of Rugrats. Oh, yeah. So they did 91 to 94. Uh, production was halted in 93 from 1995 to 1996. Only new episodes were Rugrats Passover and Rugrats Hanukkah. Um, and then they started producing more in 96. There we go. Okay. So I knew, I knew it was some, something like that. Yeah. But that's like a thing when it comes to children's shows yeah. where reruns tend to be more popular yeah. than new episodes. So they'll just fucking run. It's like, well, we have no reason to pay you to make more episodes with yeah. kids. And it's, but again, I grew the fuck up with rug. I watched a shit ton of Rugrats, but it was like the same four episodes over and over again. <laughs> and then they started making yeah. more. When like Rugrats, the first movie, when Tommy Pickles got a brother was the exact same time that I was getting a brother. It was very important to my development. <laughs> My mother was like, please do not leave your baby brother in the woods. I know we just watched it in a movie. It will not be okay. I, I Rugrats, the, the first Rugrats movie was also very important to me because it was around that time that my dad left. Oh, no. <laughs> that was what, 97? Released in 98. Okay. So it was the year after. I just remember a lot of my mum's adult friends like asking to borrow me and my sister because they wanted to go see the Rugrats movie, but they didn't want to be the adults going to see the kids movie with no children. So Fran's mother, Sylvia, um, she's she has plastic on all the furniture. That's a running gag on the show. Yeah, that's um, a reference to the pilot. Yes. So everyone's trying to sleep on these, uh, these plastic... Plastic furniture fold-out couch. She has a oh, fold-out couch. B- before they do this, before they go to sleep, oh, yes. everyone is trying to adjust to staying there for a bit. Uh, Fran goes... I can't... I don't remember the reason why Fran and Maxwell go into the kitchen. Well, the but- the, the kid that Maggie ends up crushing on, the, the little Jewish boy, delivers 
some meat and some groceries. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. He can't, did he deliver groceries? Because I know the first time that he came over, he Oh, no, he's he there wanted, for laundry. Yeah, he's there yeah. for laundry. You have a weird of why, why he didn't have groceries? Because it's a whole thing gro- about right. where the groceries come yeah. from. That is the point of the episode and is where the what? groceries you come know what? from. You know what? Ignore me. I didn't watch it. I fell asleep. No. Um, no. But he shows up. He, uh, he, he and Maggie do a floret. He goes off to do laundry. She Which, goes who, I'm trying to look up who this actor is. He looks familiar. Yeah, he's very. Fr- I have definitely like seen him like as a as a grown adult. <laughs> he he said, is, "What if we look it up?" Is oh, that's oh, that's Greg. He lives down the road. We've his name him. is Greg. <laughs> what? What? His name is. I did Greg. A f- no, it's not. It's the comedian Greg Rogel. Really? Yeah, it's not the guy that I was thinking of. I was thinking, uh, or maybe it is the guy that I'm thinking of. Who did you think it was? I I just like had a like like a visual of like I have seen this person as an adult, but I was thinking it was like a different guy. Okay. But then I don't know who that is. But yeah, Greg Rogel, professional comedian, appeared on Tonight Show, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, Louis, Half Baked, and The Nanny. But yeah, but no, not not a Jimmy Mars. It's clearly he is supposed to be the Jimmy Marsden replacement. Yeah, because Jimmy Marsden ain't coming back. He's not he's coming trying back. To, and we just have to we just have to let him go. Yeah, we just have to let him go, Benjamin. Are you he's gonna not, be okay? Hey, 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 hey. He's just not... Hey, hey. You just miss him. Hey, hey. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jimmy Marsden is gone, but in his place we've got some wiener kid. Yeah. Um, some wiener kid. Um, he's doing his he's, laundry. He's making jokes. He is Jewish like Fran, and so like Fran is kind of showing off uh, Maggie and kind of setting the two of them together. And Maxwell's surprisingly like chill about all of this. Well, he's he's okay now with his kids smooching. Yeah, because he already already got like Jimmy Mars out of the way. Now she's the the package has been unwrapped, and that is the worst thing that I have ever <laughs> wow, said. That's wreck- that's that was horrible. Oh my god, I'm not editing that out. Um, <laughs> You know what I think it is? I think when you realize you've blown your shot with Jimmy Marsden, at that point, well, fuck it. You know what? It's done. Jimmy Marsden ain't coming back. Kiss this 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 wiener comedian laundry boy. Yeah. I mean, he's cute. He's a cute kid. Yeah. He's not Jimmy Marsden. Yeah, this, it's apples and oranges. It's not even apples and oranges. It's apples and a bag. <laughs> <laughs> apples and the bag that the apples came in, which very good. Always, always, ha- always happy to have a bag. You can, always, you can repurpose a bag. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Bags are useful, but they're not Jimmy Mustard. <laughs> they're not Jimmy um, but Ma- Maxwell and Fran are in the kitchen prepping a chicken. Yes, because uh, when they go in, Sylvia is like, "Oh, hey, can you get the get the chicken out to thaw? Put some cream of mushroom soup on it to get it creamy. Got to get that chicken creamy." Uh, and while they are getting the chicken creamy, uh, Maxwell, I don't know why he immediately was like, I'm going to stick my, my hand up in this chicken. I was not don't, asked to do so, but I'm going to do it. Don't, don't yuck Maxwell's yums, Pandy. This is not that type of podcast. <laughs> Clay Niles does not let him in the kitchen. He just keeps <laughs> sticking his hands in all the chicken. Sir, could you please get your hands out of the meringue? But Niles, this is the only way I can, I can finish. <laughs> Horrible. So Maxwell pulls out this note and reads this romantic note. And uh, what what, uh, what does it say? Dan, Nikki, you Bobbies. Yeah, Dan, Nikki, you Bobbies. And uh, Fran's like, oh, isn't it so nice that... Uh, wait, who the fuck's Dan? <laughs> and it's someone, it's someone... It's the butcher has been writing pervy, horny uh, Instagram comments. And leaving in the shit, which... I mean, what a place to leave a secret romantic note. So you only get the person who is either uh, cooking it or the the horny Englishman who keeps sticking his hands in the chicken. You know what? If 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 Sylvia doesn't check the chicken, someone's eating horny love note. Yeah. Can you imagine imagine you're sitting there and then you start choking and you're choking on Dan, Nikki, or Bobby's. <laughs> Fran is crushed because she was coming in here thinking that her uh, parents had such a good, loving relationship after all this time. And it seems that her mother is having an affair with the butcher. And then we have an act break where we have some fun commercials like this. We don't have any commercials. I'm going to drop. Spo- I'm going to find a '90s commercial and drop it in there. We're not sponsored by anything. We're not sponsored by anything. And then we come back from the commercial break, which, if you're watching this on the DVD or on the pe- the, the ad free tier on HBO Max, there's no ads. You're fine. Is there an ad tier on HBO? They Max? just added one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And everyone's trying to fall asleep. Everyone's. It's nighttime. You are a bird. The uh, cat folding out couch has been folded out. Plastic everywhere. Everyone's trying to sleep. Brighton is like doing kung fu moves in his sleep. Yeah. Fran can't sleep. She's moving the kitchen. She manages to step on 
uh, people as she is moving. She's specifically stepping on Niles because everyone steps yeah, on everyone Niles. Everyone steps on Niles. I believe she also, or no, because Cece's in the other room. Yeah. Um, but Fran is being a bit loud in her stepping on people. Yeah. Uh, which wakes up. Niles says to not wake up Mac. Well, Maxwell's like, oh, I'm already up. Because Brighton's having the kickboxing dream. So he wakes up Brighton and says, go sleep with your sisters. That's a whole other episode that we will have to deal with because there's therapy. It's like a six episode arc. <laughs> it's called the, it's the nanny incest arc. And it's very dark. I mean, it's like, I, of, of that age, there was a period of my life where like after my parents split and I had to share a bed with my mom, my brother, yeah. and just kind of all like, it happens. They're yeah. like, uh, they're all young. They're kids. Yeah. It's not a weird thing. Uh, Maxwell gets out of the bed to follow Fran into the kitchen. Niles gets off of the floor because he's fed up of being stepped on. Every, every time someone has yes. uh, got up to leave, they have yes. uh, stepped on Niles. Yes. Niles gets onto the couch. Cece comes out, climbs into bed and says, Oh, hey, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to grab your dick. And Niles goes, This is not Maxwell's dick. Yes. <laughs> this ain't Maxwell house. You, this uh, this isn't the dick you're looking for. That's my Obi Wan Kenobi. Why is your Obi Wan Kenobi so weird? Because he had throat surgery last week. Ooh, use the force, etc. Okay. Mm, I, I'm realizing maybe I sound more like a Muppet. Who knows? You sound a lot like a Muppet. I, Have so- you seen Star Wars or just the Muppets? It's a st- lot. Star Wars is the one where at the end Spock has. Is Kermit like, there? Is Kermit there? No, it's, Star Wars is the one where at the end, Spock has absorbed all the radiation and Kirk's on the other side. <laughs> and Spock says, the ship, out of danger. And uh, and, and Kirk says, you know, I, 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 I love you and we can't have sex because you're dying behind this Cause radiation. Because you did keep glowing. <laughs> I can't believe they made an ornament they out of that. They made a Christmas tree. Yeah, it's they great. They made a Christmas tree ornament out of that. That's pretty good. Um, There's a nerd screaming. Cut to interior kitchen, continuous, as Fran and Maxwell are talking about how Fran's entire worldview has been flipped, turned upside down by the discovery of this horny Instagram comment inside of the chicken. (laughs) Dan, Nikki, or Bobby's haunts Fran forevermore. As it haunts us all. Yeah, it should, as it should. Um, When I close my eyes, all I see is Dan, Nikki, or Bobby's. When did, like... If it, like it's such a weird experience to me because I grew up and my my parents' relationship was broken. I mean, even when I was very small, mm. I remember seeing, oh hey, this should not be a thing. Um, and when they finally split and be like, yeah, that's fair, but <laughs> sorry, both, called it. <laughs> both sides of my grandparents are have also uh, split. Like they were already split yeah. by the time that I was like. Normal people don't have seven grandparents. Yeah. I just have seven grandparents. Both of my grandmothers were no longer with uh, either of my grandfathers, but that's because in both cases, they died before I was born. Yeah, I mean, like, you also have a similar thing of coming from a broken home. Yeah. And so it is kind of a... Fran is very different of her parents have been together, and this is the the rock, and now as an adult, it's breaking. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's it's... She's absolutely wrecked by it like she can't think about anything else and maxwell tries to comfort her and say hey shut the fuck up and the next morning fran decides to confront her mother about it yeah which what do we think the sleeping arrangements were like after that scene like did maxwell sleep on the floor uh what what happened here i think maxwell niles on the couch cc begrudgingly on the floor yeah if anything like what I would say, what the sleeping arrangement should have been from the beginning is have the girls on whatever bed off to the side that they are supposed to be on, Cece, Gracie, and Maggie, mm. and then Niles and Maxwell on the sofa, and then Brighton on the floor. Let Brighton sleep on, especially if he's kicking he's everybody. He's small. He's small. He's, he's, not gonna, he's not going to care that yeah. it's a floor. That's not his first time sleeping on a floor. You're 12. That's not your first time sleeping he's, on a floor. He's probably slept on the floor by choice in his own bedroom for no reason. Yeah, and be like, hey, it's camping. You're 12. <laughs> you love that. Uh, so the next morning, uh, Fran confronts her mother. Why is there Dan, Nikki, or Bobby's in the chicken? Except it, she pulls it from the ground beef instead, like as a different note. She's getting, to, uh, starting to prep for lunch because they've already served breakfast at yeah. this point. And so 
Fran kind of grabs out of her hand and be like, oh, we're going to find, we're going to find more notes in the ground beef. Yeah. And she finds a, God, I wish that were me in the ground beef. <laughs> um, and Sylvia says, listen, you don't understand. The butcher's horny. The butcher's horny. Butcher's and, horny and I like it. And I'm getting a good deal I'm out of it. I'm getting a good, I'm And like, a, he has subscribed to my OnlyFans. He's on the highest Patreon tier. Yeah. I haven't I posted have to, any updates. It's weird. I just have to ship in my panties every six months, but it is good. He keeps buying my Gamer Girl bathwater and <laughs> I'm getting a good deal on meats. And I tell you what, my husband loves watching us fuck. <laughs> Except it's not, it's, it's implied, but it's not actually. It's just... Sylvia's and what Sylvia says it says next is actually quite touching. It's you can make fun because you're young. You're still turning heads. For me, not so much anymore. But when Paul Zelaznik winks at me with his good eye, <laughs> I feel young again too. Also, like she's kind of using the thing of like, yeah, and I get uh, a discount on it, and your dad knows and is enjoying the fruits. Of my sex work. Yeah. So he has no right to complain about it. Yeah, he knows I have an OnlyFans and he's cool with it. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, listen, you might be dating people who say, I wouldn't date a girl with an OnlyFans. People with OnlyFans don't want to date those men. It's fine. Yeah. I feel like the equivalent where people are like, oh, uh, Benjamin, when we're married and old, will you allow me to get my meats from the butcher? at a discount but we both know that you're the one getting the discount meats from the butcher I'm the you, get, you get discount like stuff all the fucking time I get free ice cream baby it's great you get so much people, people love you people love me I'm friendly I'm open I, I'm i gently flirty I have an accent and I get you free are ice cream you are a little slut the you are pizza a little... place whenever I go to the pizza place for the wings I get exactly the wings I want and I got a free black cherry soda the other day I didn't ask for it. Just boom. Here you go. You are a little soda slut. And yeah. I love you for it. Dan, Nikki, my bobbies. New bobbies. <laughs> so yeah, Sylvia says, I've, my time in life, it's nice to feel wanted. By the way, your dad and I fuck like racehorses. And we go back to the living room. Everyone's talking about what a great time they're having. Who needs Who needs the Caribbean? Who needs the Bahamas? We're having a really good time here. Oh, the snow's cleared. Oh, let's fuck the fuck off let's immediately. Leave. I do want to talk about the establishing shot. Whenever we come out of the apartment, of Sylvia's apartment, there's an establishing shot of the limo and lots of snow, piles of snow. Now, two things. Firstly, again, the effect of the snow falling, that's added in post. But I also think, and I know I kind of touched on this before, I think the piles of snow that are on the street, on the on the buildings, on railings, etc. I think those are also done in post. I think they've taken a frozen frame of the limo driving up the street and have frozen it and then painted in snow on top of the limo, painted because the limo looks slightly blur, like a motion blur. Like mm -hmm. they've frozen a frame and then painted I over. I mean, I guess that, that probably makes sense because yeah. this footage yeah. would not be something that they could just immediately get a B-roll of, of a limo parked up front of a place in a blizzard. Yeah. So and, I think that they would kind yeah. of like, your choices are either we have to close down a street and do all of this stuff or we use the footage we that improvise. we can get. Yeah, and we already know that the they're limited to the footage that they can find at the Blockbuster video the night before the episode's supposed <laughs> to air. That's kind of how they're, that's kind of their selection process. But yeah, they, they leave immediately. Um, we get a post-credit or during credit sequence of them singing in the car. Which it is so awkward that the first time that we saw it, or again on in the Cozy, past few years, right? on yeah. Cozy, because there's a delay where it's silent and then they're singing, it was to the point that we figure that like, oh, there's a song that had to be edited out because they couldn't get the rights to it. Yeah. But no, it's just fucking weird like that. I think, and I don't know if it was this episode, but when we were watching it on Cozy, there was one song playing and subtitles for a different song. Or there was just silence, and then there was subtitles. And I don't know if it was mm -hmm. this episode. I don't think it was this episode. No, I think I think, I think it was. You think it was? Yeah, because I remember specifically yeah. it was like with the limo, and I believe that was still the yeah. thing of like it was giving uh, subtitles when it was the silence, and yeah. then they do it. But I think actually it was just that on the cozy, the subtitles were on a delay, and it was they were singing the song, but it just showed the the subtitles before before yeah. and because it is completely silent for a for a few seconds it seems like they have cut yeah. music out and then fran says where's brighton we cut back to the apartment uh sylvia's offering more tongue brighton does the home alone face end of episode <laughs> Uh, what did we think? I, I really enjoy this episode. Yeah, I think this is, a, again, I think this is another 
especially after the previous episode. We've had two episodes in a row now that really feel kind of old school sitcom. This feels like a return to form after yeah. two two bad episodes in and a row. It, We've now had two really good episodes. And especially, I hadn't thought about it until you started talking about the Gilligan's Island thing and then I mentioned it. Of I think this is ex- expressly, they want to do a Gilligan's Island episode. They want to do, okay, what what is their version of being trapped on an island? Yeah. And then you can't have that be, be all there is. So then there's the drama about Sylvia having an affair, the Dan, Nikki, or Bobbies. I think this is a really strong episode. I think it's smart. I think it's funny. Uh, I think the two narratives kind of dovetail really nicely to, to, with each other. Again, we're seeing Niles be very catty with, with Cece. We're seeing Cece starting to physically act back, if not deliver lines because the writers are there's, aren't a, there's a lot lines. of just goods like. CC spends most of this like in a corner, like writing help on the window yeah. and just slowly going mad because not only is she trapped in this place, there is not enough alcohol and the only alcohol is a yeah. cherry wine. For everyone else, this is Gilligan's Island. For her, this is a, this is a horror For film. her, this is the yeah. horror movie. This is misery. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not strapped down to anything. Yeah, I, I thought this was a really strong episode. I really enjoyed it. I had a really good time and it's somehow seasonal without being seasonal. I think the snow lends it a Christmas vibe without it necessarily. Yeah, I had actually thought, um, because I had been wondering, like, did we somehow skip this episode? Because I thought it was right after the Christmas episode. But no, there's a bit of time in between, which like makes sense in terms of like New York. It's still winter. It makes sense that it would be uh, still snowing. And even now, like it's in the dreadful part where it's not cold and then you're happy because Christmas is coming. Christmas has already happened. You're just waiting for the, for the snow to be fucking over. Yeah. And also like this episode would have aired in, when did this episode air? March of 94. And typically New York tends to get its bad snowy weather in February, March. At least that's my memory of it from like news mm-hmm. coverage over the last few years. I mean, the last few years are like kind of a bad thing because we are living in a hellscape we now. We are living in a hellscape. Uh, yeah, we're trapped the weather, in a bowl. The weather is fucked. It's either too hot or too cold. Right now, I'd, I would say it's too hot. Right now, it's too hot. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a good, strong episode. It's fun. It's funny. It's a seasonally appropriate. It's playing again. To, this is the show playing to its strengths again and kind of being... Yeah. The Gilligan's Island thing makes it kind of a sick within a sitcom not really but it's kind of I think uh, I, I read it as if you're in a writer's room and kind of just like here's my prompt of like oh what's the stuff that we can do we're trying to do old sitcoms yeah. and go into those tropes oh what if we did a Gilligan's Island like I don't think that it is literally that because if they were going literally they would yeah. have done like making everyone the archetypes of things and I like that it's not that it's just kind of that jumping off point of what if they are trapped somewhere yeah. what does that look like and it, there's, it's such a solid understanding of what all their characters are yeah. that it's just a really fun episode. One of the other things I think is interesting as well, the first season of The Nanny has 22 episodes. So by the time this episode has aired, they're at the point in the cycle where they are filming one episode while another is going out. Like there may be a month or two ahead in terms of production. So this is really the point where they're really starting to get an idea of how the nanny is performing as mm-hmm. as they're making it. I'm not sure if that has any has any impact, but certainly in terms of writing the show, we're more than halfway through through a 22 episode season and this is the point where typically the writers are like, "Uh, uh shit, what what are we going to do next?" And I think that's how we end up with episodes uh, like Maggie the Model and The Family Plumbing. Those are episodes that I think were pitched, ri- ri- we've got to make something this week. It's maybe what yeah. won't be good, but next week we can do better. And we are starting now to hit a run of episodes where not only are they making strong stuff, but they're aware, they can see the audience reaction to the earlier things that they filmed. Mm -hmm. I think that has some relevance here. And it's a very, just like, go to your roots episode. There's not outside people. They're not dealing with additional uh, additional cast. It's all existing sets as well, because even the limo is likely recycled from when she went on the date with the Brock Storm. Yeah, and like, they make it a thing of, because they want Niles in there, so that's why Niles is driving the limo uh, for them, and they make a joke about it, but it's so they're keeping everything contained. There are two guest cast members, and there's the actress playing Sylvia, and the actor playing the, the nerdy laundry boy. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was there. There is an outside person. <laughs> this, but that's two. This outside that's, boy. That's existing sets and a guest cast of two. Mm-hmm. That's it. This is a nice... It's not necessarily a bottle episode because I would imagine Sylvia's apartment is not a standing set. It's one they still have to assemble. But it is as close to a bottle episode, um, I think, as we've gotten, especially with the, like just a cast of two people. So, yeah, I think this is one of the highlights of, if not the season, certainly of this disc of the season. <laughs> well, no, this is the, we've moved on to the third disc. Yeah. 
we're on episode... It's the first episode on this disc. Yeah. So it's a highlight of the disc, Amanda. But we don't know the rest of the disc. I know. That's why I'm saying. It's a highlight of you not knowing the rest of it. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I know, or I do know what comes next, because we'll be talking about that in a minute. Um, but can I take a second to talk about fashion? Yes. You, this is a change of pace. You I'm want to talk, talk about, about fashion. I'm going to talk about one outfit. Let's yeah, play, I know which outfit you want. Let's play that theme. Fashion, 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 fashion. So, Fran has a dressing gown when she wakes up the following morning in Sylvie's apartment. She's wearing a dressing gown that definitely looks like it was lent to her by the sick the doctor, the one who wears the. Well, this is the, the one. This coat. is the one that she's in the middle of the night because the next yes. that morning she is wearing leopard pajamas that are phenomenal. Yeah, the and I want it, I night. want to make it clear that none the doctors would never stop. They could not pull off an animal. Stop print. hijacking my fashion segment. <laughs> I don't hijack your British shit segment. Let me talk about the fashion. <laughs> but yeah, Fran's Fran's dressing gown is very. It's very Colin Baker with Tom Baker's scarf coloring in places. And I love it. Like, I want this dressing gown. This is the first outfit Fran has worn where I thought, I would look good in that. And it's a <laughs> dressing gown. What were your thoughts? Um, I mean, a lot of it is Fran kind of playing into deciding that they're on a tropical, va tropical yeah. vacation. That's obviously all the clothing that they packed is for the vacation. Yeah. So Fran just starts busting it all out and is like dressed very costumey. And even the rest of the cast, like the kids also start getting into it of uh, having their hair down and wearing kind of like little crop, like bandeau top things and like looking all cute. Uh, and just kind of really enjoying themselves in here. This is also one of the times in the limo, uh, Fran has an excellent multicolored blazer where it's like, mm, just like yes. it's it's almost strappy in the bottom. It's it's not a fringe because it's not actually cut that way. It's specifically like sewn straps, but they separate at the bottom. Mm. And it is it is a wild look, and it is something where it's like that is art it is kind of it's like oh it's just like a wild thing yeah. but on her because she is such an eccentric character it looks normal yeah. but it's that's the kind of fashion that you think of like that is the nanny fashion yeah of that's the kind of stuff that you see i was gonna say nation but i don't think that works <laughs> So I'm still thinking about that dressing gown. Oh, and there's also, I can't remember what it actually says, the the Niles sleep shirt. Oh! Is look, it World's Best Lover? It's like World's Best Lover or yeah. something like that, and he makes this fun joke about... I hope no great expectations accompany this outfit. <laughs> which which he's the one who is, like, being horny all the time. He's, he's the one who has boned down the most in the he show has, to date. He has boned down so much. I think according to the show, you are the world's best lover. He boned himself into a coma. Yeah. He's had more sex than anyone on this show to date. He was getting ready for his piss orgy before this. His porgy. <laughs> which I think is how those weird like owl duck things from Star Wars got their name. But anyway, let's move on to the more pressing question. What are we watching next time? Next time, Maxwell's sister, guest star Twiggy, comes for a visit and surprises everyone with the announcement that she is engaged to be married. And that's on the episode Stop the Wedding, I Want to Get Off. And we have a special guest joining us, I believe. Fing fingers crossed if he wants to do it. <laughs> He'll be here and it's, his options are we will either be recording with him quietly in the background. <laughs> Or he can talk if he wants to. I think what might happen is he says he, he says he'll do it and then he just doesn't talk, which could be funny. Yeah, that that sounds like. <laughs> but uh, well, that's that's next time. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. If you have been, if you like the show, do please consider leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts and other places. Itty bitty podcasts like ours live and die by word of mouth, and we would certainly appreciate yours. If you want to find, you us put a weird emphasis on die there. Yeah. He was like, doi. Die. Die. Itty bitty podcasts like us live and die, die. by word of mouth. Um, you can find us on social media. We are out on her fanny on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And our website is oofcast.com. Mandy, where the pepe pepe? Where the pepe pepe? I also want to say so oofcast is O O H F cast. 
Yes. Don't forget, there is a silent H yes. there. But people can find me at Mandy Quesadilla. Mandy with a Y, quesadilla, like food. I'm not going to tell you how to spell quesadilla. You should figure it out. You are an adult. And you're on the internet. Which you've, is a, been to a, you've been to a Taco Bell. You're, you're connected to a database that contains literally everything and anything. Uh, I'm Ben Padden on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. A little bit on Tumblr, but not so much. And that is us. Thank you so much Thank for you. listening to this week's episode of Out on Her Fanny. A podcast about the nanny. I've been Ben. I've been Mandy. And yes, we, we do, do know, know it means, means vagina. vagina. Grand Geek Gathering